So I just did this a couple of weeks ago on my phone where um, I wrote in a Google Doc, why are you here? And I highlighted it in yellow. And then I saved it as a picture and used it as my wallpaper. And literally, I opened my phone and it's just a white background. And it says, why are you here? And it's so helpful because I was just getting sucked in. It was autopilot. And I'm sure in a couple of weeks, I'll have to change this to a different color or something else. But right now, it's helping and it's cut down on my screen time a lot. I went back and just looked through some of the analytics and it's helped significantly. And the other thing I did was I went in and I created folders by color. That's another thing is that my apps aren't all over the place. It's literally just by color and it works really well for my brain. But it makes me stop for a second and I have to visualize first what I want to do. And that's another little stop, you know, like another little roadblock to just going, you know, diving right in without thinking. ADHD Rewired episode 305. This is the podcast for those of us with really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. I'm Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker by training and a coach by design. I'm your host and I have ADHD. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community. We are wired for connection and you are not alone. Go to ADHDrewired.com to learn how you can join us in our free secret Facebook group. Get additional resources for every episode, including links to any resources we mentioned on today's show. You can support us on Patreon, sign up for our email newsletter, you can request podcast postcards to distribute to your clients and support groups, and you can learn all about our intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups. You can do all of this at our website, ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We have another mastermind today, um, and also not the first mastermind that you've heard from Aggie, who is going to be in the hot seat today talking about uh, expectations around communication, um, the use of her phone. Um, but before we get into that, let's just uh, say hello to everyone else who is here. We have Roxy. Hello. And we have Tina. Hi. And Will. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And uh, hopefully this, uh, this one will be a little bit, uh, um, better than our, the last two masterminds you heard. Cause I'm, I don't have the flu this time. Um, and I'm, and I'm medicated. Um, coming off a, uh, some, some good rest, good game of pickleball this morning. And, um, so let's dive right in. I, um, set it up for us. Share with us what we can help you with. Okay. Well, I've been constantly challenged with communication in a lot of areas, but specifically understanding expectations around communication with other people, but also taking into my own new expectations around communication. Um, Because with the last year of me working on my ADHD, I realized that communication is a really big challenge in many ways. And so one of them being around immediate communication with my phone, um, because ultimately my need for connection is a need, um, but boundaries around that and reestablishing what my boundaries are around, I guess we could say specifically the phone, but we could get into other other areas um, because it's really hard for me to understand other people's expectations and be okay with those as well as my own and integrate them on a daily basis so that I also can be productive throughout my day. Okay. Um, let's see what, what other background information uh, should we all know about? Um, I've tried adhering to other people's expectations constantly. And it's exhausting because I know that everybody kind of has different wants and needs. And I've kind of felt that I've scurried around trying to do a version of that, but not having my own set boundaries and expectations. Uh, Before I was just always people pleasing and 
I still have that muscle that's really strong, but I am more aware of it. And I definitely don't want that to be what I live my life by. I want to have my own expectation and boundaries and then mesh those with others without pissing anyone off. Hey, if I remember uh, about a year ago when, when uh, you were a member uh, in the coaching groups, um, you masterminded a pretty similar topic, right? <laughs> decision-making, yes. It, it, it was decision-making around communication, wasn't it? Yes, like communicating with people about my decision-making. And then what it kind of came down to was everything didn't need to be consulted with everyone else all the time. And sometimes I could just flip a coin. Um, and yeah, communication was definitely a part of that mastermind too. Okay. And do you feel that there's been changes uh, in the last year with that, with communication? Yes. I think I've been better at my decision-making and I'd say one of the issues with me personally is that I go into social interaction and I end up doing old behaviors that I'm, that don't line up with me now. And so afterwards I feel kind of defeated. Like what? Um, when I'm in close proximity to people, I'm more likely to engage in my old people pleasing tendencies. Okay. Um, and I can't hold up my boundaries as much the closer that I am. Okay. Or my new ideas of boundaries, even if that's not, I don't know if boundaries, the right word. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just like my response. I respond to things, whether I want to or not. Okay. In all settings, not at home, not at home. but I control, like it's my environment's more controlled. And so I feel like when I have social interaction, I want to have even like more connection. And so I kind of Roxy mentioned something about like in the moment being like, yeah, this is a great idea. And you know, the first part of something we were talking about how at first, you know, the first three weeks of something, you're really gung ho about it. And I've had the same feeling of like two days before I'm like, yeah, this is a great time to schedule this and interact and then by the time it comes up, I'm like, this is not a great time. And, um, and my, um, like impulse control and my EF and communication is not feeling up to par at that time when I scheduled to have these social interactions or phone conversations. So in, in that regard is the, the, um, scheduled interaction that, that you have, is it that you're not like looking at your calendar ahead of time or is it, you know, anticipating other things? What's happening? Yeah. It's that the things that happen before in the day, if there, if it's, if it's a, a conversation that I scheduled to have with a friend to connect later in the day, it's like something could happen before that emotionally throws me off. And then when I show up to the conversation, I am not being mindful of all of those things that I want to be mindful of. Um, and it also feels just sometimes with social interaction, I drop my planning game because it's social interaction and it's friends, but I also then can't show up there in the same way. Okay. Is there an element of when you're, when you are planning, it's maybe earlier in the day, but you're planning for something that's later in the day. And so you think you're going to feel the same way you do later in the day that you do at that moment while you're planning it. Yes, absolutely. What, what questions do you guys have? Will, Tina, Roxy. And then the guilt and shame that sets in after when either I decide to reschedule or I have the interaction and then I feel like, well, great. That's another non-example. <laughs> Tina. Aggie, do you have the same feelings when you don't have any space in that time? Let's just say you're talking to someone. And so then you make plans immediately and you go do them immediately. Do you have the build? Is there a shift? Do you feel the same shift when it's more immediate? So say I'm on the phone and say, hey, let's go to coffee. And then we can go right then within 15 minutes. 
I am more successful with that in terms of the schedule part. So I think there's a couple of things happening. I think there's the schedule piece when it's like a phone conversation. Um, and then I mentioned in my pre-planning sheet also about now there's text and phone call interactions to deal with. So if I, if I get a text message, it's like a pop-up. And instead of it being, oh, at a later time, I'm responding right then. And I'm not sure if that's what I should be doing or if I should like a lot of time to responding to that. I'm kind of jumping because I just jumped to text message to phone conversation. Either one's fair game. <laughs> They're both bad. Um, but it's these open loops that people are yep. have reached out to you and now you have a, someone's waiting to hear back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Roxy, do you have something? For clarification, can you say more about understanding expectations of others and the problems there? Okay. Um, Some, depending on the context and what we're talking about, you know, like um, whether it's there's the social connection and then there's, you know, relay of information, exchange of information, um, in terms of others' expectations, I know some people like feel that if I don't respond, I'm neglecting them. And so then instead of it being just a practical piece of I need to schedule this, it also has this weight of I don't want them to have anxiety because I'm not responding. So then I just respond quickly, but not with like my full presence. So I'm just kind of like, responding as fast as I can to release that anxiety for them, but I'm not giving as much of a quality response as I'd like to, but it's more of like the urgent, I need to respond just so that they know that I'm not neglecting it. But the, it all like the disconnect is that the follow-up part of when I then respond, it just feels very haphazard. And I'm just kind of like, dealing with pop-ups in terms of communication because I'm not confident that I'll return the message or the call. Have you ever had conversations with people explaining that, you know, if you don't get a reply back, like that, like, please do not take that personally and please feel free to, to poke me again. And, you know, and if that is something that like, that's not something you're willing to do in a friendship, like, that I understand that, but like, just explain that this is something that you're working on. Um, and, um, and just sharing very honestly, like when, cause I know that we, we've had conversations about this. Um, cause I think we're very similar in this, uh, this regard, like the, the just not great at returning calls and, and texts. Um, and then the more time goes on, the, the harder it is. And then add some kind of comment from that other person that letting that, tells us that they were annoyed by that and it's just like immediate like express track down the shame hole right absolutely and i feel like it like reflects on my like integrity and my my value as being a good friend and that's ultimately like the part that I don't want to be happening. I don't want people to think that I don't care about them or that I, um, that other things are more important, but it's also me now dealing with the fact that there's not all this time in the world and I'm not very realistic about my time and I'm trying to be better about it. I have. And in some, in some cases it's been successful. Like my cousin, she has major anxiety about timing and stuff. So now we've set it up where she walks around the park behind my house and I get out there within like 15 minutes. So she's not waiting. She's still walking. And that's been really good because I have a, it works really well when I have more opportunities with people when it's a one and done and you know, like the holidays, you're like, meet me here and you don't show up. Then it's like, okay, well that person's going to hate me for a year until I try again next year. Um, is there part of that where you're like, okay, I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to screw this up. 
and say like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy almost oh yeah oh yeah totally and and it makes me kind of isolate myself i'm like it's not even worth making a plan because the likelihood of me being late and then them being upset is pretty high (laughs) and so then to escape the like shame and guilt behind it all i'm like i'm just gonna wait until i'm good enough but we all know that like waiting to be good enough is is not a good realistic expectation or goal i feel like there's my internal needs and then the external needs of everybody else and i've got to find something that i'm okay with at least as like my short-term objective but i I'm at this point where I just want to like burn it down (laughs) and start over because I have, I feel like my thought process on the whole thing is messing me up. You know, I guess I think it's just an important reminder that not all disabilities are visible, Yeah, you know? And um, if we're going to have relationships with people that, that really see us and, um, accept us for who we are. It doesn't mean that we're not trying, right? But it, there's an understanding and acceptance that you are trying and this is something that's going to be a, a struggle. Um, not that you're, you're waving your hands and going, oh, well, that's, that's just what I do. It's more about this is what I struggle with. I'm trying. Can, you know, can you be in a relationship uh, with me if that is something that I may and probably will struggle with in our relationship like so do you think that you can have people in your life where you can have that kind of conversation with yes some of them i think some people meet me with um and this is actually just old information that i'm trying to kind of clean slate with of I don't believe in ADHD. Mm. Um, I think I struggle with that too. Everyone does that type of stuff. Then it makes me feel like everything out of my mouth is an excuse. And, and that's kind of where a lot of the disconnect happens in terms of saying what I need and being okay with it versus I just feel like I'm saying an excuse or also that for what 35 years I've been the late one and it's funny and you know, but it's, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's funny being late, but it's not funny being late to like being that friend that's late. It just feels like less than yeah. all the time. It feels like I'm always climbing out of this rut of, well, I was late to this thing. So I better people please everyone while I'm here. So they, that this like Mm. activity is still fun. Mm. Will, what are your thoughts? I mean, the thing I've been thinking about is, um, that keeps popping back to my head is the, like having to respond right away. Um, which I dealt with over a long time. And then, um, finally, like I got uh, like messages when I was like at a massage and I'm like, I couldn't respond to those and nobody cared that I couldn't respond. Like if I told someone like, yeah, I was in a massage, they wouldn't be like, Oh, you needed to respond. Well, get up from the table and, you know, stop the massage. So you could reply to my text about lunch. Um, And uh, so yeah, really focusing on realizing that even though we have instant communication, we don't need instant replies. Um, is definitely hard, but it's like, oh yeah, if, or like thinking, you know, like there's been times I've lost my phone, couldn't find it, got calls I couldn't respond to. And it's like, oh yeah, I didn't have my phone with me. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't reply to them. And so that might be kind of a good way to practice some of that is just be like, oh, just, I'm going to go and not take my phone with me. I can't reply during those times. And then, you know, coming back like, Oh, I guess it was kind of okay. Have you ever tried that? Um, had my phone die and lose it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, y- yesterday, purpose, <laughs> yesterday I took uh, I-, I took Gibson to the Chicago uh, Children's Museum, and there was this uh, big like climbing structure area where you have to like you know wear wear a, a, a helmet and like empty your pockets. So I had to go like lock everything up like in the the lockers. So like I'm without phone now, and um in like the lockers on the first floor, and this thing is like on the the second floor. And so like, after we're done climbing, he wanted to do like the next thing that wasn't going back downstairs. So I was like without phone for two hours. I was, there, there was a equally, an equal feeling of man, like what, what am I missing? And, and the sense of relief of being disconnected that nobody can reach me right now. Like there was, it was very like, I am off the grid right now. And that was a nice feeling. Totally. I love like maybe that's another reason why I love music festivals. Like my phone, you can't get a hold of me. I'm there in the moment. Everyone knows. Um, there are times like that in camping. I mean, cabins, everything. Yeah. Um, at those times I can be really present. So that's, and that's what it was for me. I felt very, very present with my son when I had no phone with me. And I was like, well, well I want to take pictures. It's like, no, I'll just be super present. And it was, it was good. It was really good. Tina? Well, being the older person here, we, we didn't have phones. And you couldn't get a hold of us till you got back to a landline to call your dad that you were going to be late. Just saying. If he was alive, he would tell you. Uh, but it really does make you more present. And that constant interruption I know that for, as an adult with ADHD, it drives me crazy. And so, um, Aggie, have you ever tried to put a, a, in your voicemail, just to say, hey, I'm going to return calls at this time every day or in this range, and that way I can, I, I will respond to you? I have not tried that. I have brainstormed with Roxy also about that automatic text reply that I can, that you can, I can't figure out how, but put on your phone so that it just responds like, okay, I'm checking my phone like after 3 p.m. Um, And some of the hesitations that I found using any of the technological things on my phone is that if I don't know how to fix them, like if there's a notification thing in the wrong setting, then when I go for my responsibilities and I can't use it, I'm like, I panic. And then it puts me into like stress, anxiety spiral. Hey, so, can, can you make a list of the people who you can reach out to when you're having a, any kind of tech issue and just be like, okay, who, who can I, who can I ask when I'm having this issue? Will's raising his hand. Yeah. I, t- Thank you, Will. I feel like a lot of the people that help me are able to help me on the front end. But then what I need is like in the moment, like when these things are happening to check in about it, because I have had people come and help me technologically and then they leave and I have a problem and I'm like, this is why then I'm in like full um, because IT is hard. And so um like my brother can really help me on one end, but when I need the in time, like, okay, so now this is happening. That part um, is, is behind one of my hesitations for changing things because I obviously need routine, especially around it <laughs> to keep it working. Um, do you guys have scheduled times where you put your phone down like during work? Like time blocks, because that was one of my ideas. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about our phone habits. Great. All right. We will be right back. It can be hard to move forward without some help. I'm Eric Tivers, and I have ADHD. You hear me say this at the beginning of every podcast. And even I ask for help. Sometimes it's easy to ask for help. Sometimes... It's really hard, but you can ask for help now by going to ADHDrewire.com and click on the big green button to get added to the list for an invitation to our spring coaching and accountability groups. The spring sessions start April 8th and go through June 19th. If you're thinking about joining this group, know that you're not alone and that you can accomplish 
so much more the structure and the support. I mean, there's magic in the group work. There's magic in working with a community of other ADHDers who all understand and offer support and new strategies. So it's like if a person is ready to be done living life on hard mode and wants to make progress through the group, it's life changing. Stop living life on hard mode and go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. Click the green button. Tell me who you are and where I should send it. And then confirm your email so you get on the list to get invited to our registration events. Registration is by invitation only. Our spring sessions start April 8th. You can learn more about the coaching groups at our website. Go to coachingrewired.com. Consider becoming a patron today. Give a gift that makes sense to you and we'll give a gift right back with perks. If you find value in these podcasts, become a patron at ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. Check out the perks starting at just $5 a month. And remember, you can join me and a small group of other patrons every fourth Tuesday of the month for a group coaching call on Zoom if you support us at $25 a month or more. Our next call will be on January 28th at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Whatever your reason for giving and whatever amount you're able to give, thank you. It really does help and it really does mean a lot to me. Become a patron at ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. That's ADHDrewired.com slash Patreon. And thanks. All right, we are back. And uh, we are going to now dive in talking a little bit about our phone habits. Um as a, as Aggie would say, we might be sharing some non-examples. Um, so, um, I can, I can start with some of mine. I mean, I, especially when I am at work, um, my phone is often in do not disturb like the whole day. Um, and one of the things that's nice about, at least on the iPhone, and you, you have an iPhone, right? Uh-huh. On the iPhone. Um, and do you have, what, what, uh, version of iPhone do you have? <laughs> Eight. Okay. Does it have the the 3D touch where it's like the pressure like changes how much like like the the menu options that come up? I don't yeah. know what that means. Okay. But okay. Um, you can um, with the like the shortcut keys that you can create. So you can create like a anytime you type in like um, R one, some basically a reply one. Like if you can learn like some some uh, replies that you would often give you can then have it expand to a phrase Ah, okay that's in the shortcuts Mm -hmm. um okay this is my other kind of question and i guess this goes back to people's habits i when i think about putting those on then i start to overthink when i should do it and when i shouldn't because of the my executive function and my prioritizing kind of takes over because i'm like well what time should i what time should I make those non-disturbed times so also so that they're not like at a time that's just going to put not be a good convenient time? Like how long is reasonable to do that? I, I guess I just have been responding so much with communication that then taking it out besides when like my phone dies or when, um, you know, I, I don't have it like identifying times that I should kind of lose my phone. I know for me that I typically will like, I try to respond within a few days, like it's definitely not ours. And then for, yeah, those, those people that need more immediate, um, I guess it's like, should I identify just a time of day where I'm not letting information come in to be put to be dealt with, you know, versus like the input time. The Will is shaking his head. Yes. And the output time. I know Will turns his phone off at seven. Yeah. Do, do you sleep at night? <laughs> Hopefully. Do, do you receive texts at night while you're sleeping and respond yes. to them within the hour? No. Yeah. Like there are times that people will expect not to get, and you can set work times to be the same way. Like, 
Yeah. People will get used to it. Um, Cal Newport uh, is a guy I follow for a lot of this stuff. And he's like, yeah, four hours of, of the day. He's just like, you can't contact me, which was really funny because I was listening to an interview with him where he missed the initial interview because of a missed schedule. And he was just like, I was on due to disturb. I couldn't get onto the call. Like I, that's, he's like, sometimes that happens and it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, being okay with that is definitely. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but as Eric says, we can do hard things. We can. So, Aggie, this is, and maybe you want to look and say, is this business, is this a business contact situation, something mm-hmm. I need to respond to quickly because I'm in the middle of a transaction or something. But every realtor that I know sets some of these things up because there would be no end. And so they, they just kind of put some parameters. And if you ever heard my voicemail in the past it's it told the times of day that i returned calls so it's like having a routine having a routine around my communication kind of you could start small too like you could practice an hour you know just an hour a day of the do not disturb just to maybe minimize the anxiety around it all yeah sort of putting a little toe in the water what would be a, a good hour for you just to um just be not reachable <laughs> anytime that i'm sitting down to do anything okay. <laughs> um no probably like during my first work time work block in the morning um and it's funny because i want to wake up earlier so that i have more time when no one <laughs> is contacting me because I feel like less pulled in different directions. Um, And I guess just starting small, like you said, like an hour. And then I was kind of thinking about doing a phone, like almost like you said, hiding my phone, like a regular phone detox, because that feeling of when I have left my phone, the first three days is like, panic. And then by day four, I'm like, Oh, it's so nice to not have my phone. Yeah. Call someone else to coordinate this. Um, so I think like kind of regularly doing that. So I'm like, don't feel so it's kind of like burnout with your phone. Like you're like, it's not new. It's just there. And it's stressing me out like to kind of get that new, um, feeling around the routine around the phone because I feel like it's just been my leash for way too long. Where where do you find your phone helpful as a tool? Um, Gosh, well, there's so many conveniences, but it also is the point of action, which is a major distraction because I'll pick up my phone to do something. It'll be a half hour later. I will not even looked at that thing. Okay. Do you use uh, Siri to open apps like with my voice yes no i regularly do that because then there is no distraction on the way there it's oh, like I, okay so what do you say do it so, right now so let's say i'll go um open audible so before you even look at it you have that pulled up and you can't like scan the apps or see that something's waiting for you yep i can't tell you how many times when i am like opening up my my phone and I have an intention to go do something and then I'll open up Facebook and then I'll like, that's not what I meant to do. Close Facebook and then reopen Facebook like three times, four times in a row. It's just, it's, I mean, repeatedly. So why are you here? What, Roxy, Roxy, can you share? That is that your with, wallpaper? Yeah. Wait, Roxy, we'll talk about that. He has a really good thing. So I just did this a couple of weeks ago on my phone where um, I wrote in a Google doc, why are you here? And I highlighted it in yellow and then I saved it as a picture and use it as my wallpaper. And literally I opened my phone and it's just a white background and it says, why are you here? And it's so helpful because I was just getting sucked in. It was autopilot. And I'm sure in a couple of weeks, I'll have to change this to a different color or something else. But right now, 
it's helping and it's cut down on my screen time a lot. I went back and just looked through some of the analytics and it's helped significantly. And the other thing I did um, was I went in and I created folders by color. So um, that's another thing is that my, my apps aren't all over the place. It's literally just by color and it works really well for my brain, but it makes me stop for a second and I have to visualize first what I want to do. And that's another little stop, you know, like another little um, roadblock to just going, you know, diving right in without. So the, your organize. So it's just like all the, all the apps that have a red, like they are in one folder. That yeah. is <laughs> it's my, it's so funny. My, my son, that's what he does. And he showed me his phone. I'm like, you're genius. It's so interesting. It works so great. Jack is a genius <laughs> because you see it with green, you know, you're like, Oh, what's up? It's green. It's not by like function. You're not like, uh, like I know PayPal's blue, but I have to stop and not just grab something. I just, I go, Oh, PayPal's blue. Wait, do I need PayPal? Yeah. And then, yeah, it works really well for me. And I saw that you also had, and I had, I never realized that to, or thought to do this. You had uh, the emojis as like the, your, your labels for your folders, which is what is a smart idea. I love that. Yeah, I, I didn't that too. see that. Yeah, way more visually pleasing. Yeah. Um, another thing I do to help make with my phone is uh, this is my home screen. It has uh, just apps that I would need for function there. Um, and then uh, to get to like social media, I have to go over through a couple and then open a folder um, or like my games folder. And then if I the game I actually want to play is over a thing, so I can't directly see it, I have to navigate through my phone to get there. It's not easy to get to. I'm putting up little roadblocks, so it's not easy to click on. Nice. I actually have one win of social media isn't my main suck on my phone, so there's some positive happening there. Um, then I'm like, what do I get distracted with? everything else what, um, what do you get distracted with people people <laughs> um so the people of a distraction and the thing you're trying to also solve the problem around yep so is it is it that you're replying to other people that like or is it that like you're just getting sucked into conversations that um that were different than what your intention was with initiating the conversation or maybe during that time scheduled time. I guess I'm just trying to understand more the, the uh, context for how uh, you're getting sucked into, like you're getting distracted by. Well, like right then if I like you pulled it up with your audio talking to Siri, but right then if I looked at my phone, the first thing I would go to is touch my text message button and respond to anything that wasn't responded to without thinking just because it's there. So I like Roxy's pause of why are you here? Um, because sometimes I'm not picking up my phone to respond to anybody, but that's the first one because my anxiety goes right there. You ever try to even just set like a, a Siri reminder to remind yourself to, to text somebody back? I've done that with phone calls, but I guess the text is so quick and immediate that I didn't think that I needed to pause and do all of these little ADHD things just to respond to a text message. Yep. Because I know for me, there's but plenty of times where my brain just like cannot organize like a sentence to reply. Like, and it's like, I just, I know, like, I know it will be later on in the day or tomorrow, but in this moment right now, like my brain is just like not not yeah and when reply. i do that and it's not like it the sentence won't even make sense <laughs> you know i'm responding i read it wrong like and so it's not doing any um it's not doing anything right i know roxy and i have been like yeah well i respond and then i realize i'm not even responding to the right thing and then i do all of this trying to fix it and it's just a big communication <laughs> roxy's mess. like yep mm-hmm <laughs> Because you're like trying to fix it and it's just making it worse. And you're like, I should have just waited um, so that it wasn't so confusing for the other people. Because on that end, I'm like, man, I just sound like I have no idea. 
What's well, going the, on? It's the multitasking. It's 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 that same idea that that we've been trained out of. Um, thinking that we can do more than one thing at a time and be good at it. I watch TV while I'm doing other things. And I think that I'm getting everything from the show. But then when I go back and rewatch it with my husband and I pretend like I haven't already seen it, I realize that I missed a lot of pieces in the storyline, you know, and it's, it, it's just because my brain can't do it. And as you're talking, Aggie, I relate too. there's so many times when I'm just, quickly trying to respond to a text message, but I wasn't intentional. I didn't take in all the information and I gave an inaccurate response that actually created more time for myself. I do it with clients all the time. So, I mean, you're definitely not alone in this and it's definitely a bigger deal. Text messages, it's an illusion that it's a simple, quick fix. There, It was in the beginning, but now this is like actual life communication. It's people's major mode of communication and it has become a much bigger deal. And I think we do need to be so much more intentional about it. And I don't think that's easy. I mean, now it's like standards. You have to text someone to see if it's okay to call them. Seriously. <laughs> and why don't we have pagers? We need to go back to pagers. Pager <laughs> oh, like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way to get away from my dad. You guys, come on. <laughs> And that way, nobody knew where you were. It was wonderful. Ooh, and because of the text message um, one-off, it's that much easier for the text to be setting up a scheduled activity. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. So on the other end, to do the follow-up that's needed in that really quick interaction, my brain doesn't clue in to, oh, I need to do this. Um, and I've noticed with other people, I won't text message them certain things because I... And the internet freezes. So uh, Aggie just lost the uh, connection and we're, she will be coming back in, in just a moment, we hope. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This week on Hacking Your ADHD, Will talks about making your phone more ADHD friendly. Our phones can be very distracting at all the wrong times. Check out Will's latest podcast. And while you're listening, go ahead and subscribe to these short, mindful ways to hack your ADHD. Check out Hacking Your ADHD this week and every Monday. This week, make your phone more ADHD friendly. Join Will as he explores ways that you can work with your ADHD brain to do more of the things you want to do. If you haven't yet checked it out, do yourself a favor. Go subscribe to Hacking Your ADHD. That's Hacking Your ADHD, available to everyone, everywhere you consume podcasts. And if you're looking for information for your kids or if you're an educator, check out ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan. That's ADHD Essentials. Both of these podcasts are part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. Hacking your ADHD and ADHD Essentials. Go subscribe. If you missed last week's Q&A, mark your calendars to join us for our next monthly live Q&A. Join me, Brendan Mahan from ADHD Essentials and Will Curb from Hacking Your ADHD as we answer your questions live. We do this every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Our next live Q&A will be Tuesday, February 11th at 12.30 p.m. Central Time. This is a great way to be a part of our community. To register for our free Q&A, where we will answer your questions, help you with your challenges, go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. That's ADHDrewired.com slash events. And we'll see you there. All right, we are back and Aggie is back. Her power went out for just a moment and she is back now. Um, and before the break, you were saying that when you are trying to create plans while texting, it uses that your executive function, uh, sort of doubly, um, cause you're trying to actually schedule something while, and the communication. Um, so when you see something that is, has a time or date in a text message, do you notice that it hyperlinks? And yes. you can add it directly to your calendar from, from your text. Yes. Is it, do you try, do you do that? I have, um, I guess sometimes when it's just because text message is like the more casual, mm -hmm. 
you know, um, I'll be responding when I'm not sitting down, you know, thinking about it like a calendar activity. And if I'm multitasking, like Roxy said, which is usually when text messages come in, I mean, how often do we say I'm going to sit here and respond to my text messages and just do that? (laughs) How long, how much time do you think you would need to do that if you just set a certain amount of time a day to do that? Like at certain times a day, like morning, afternoon and night. I don't even know if you need to do it three times a day. I feel like the follow up makes it so I do need to do it three times a day, though. But if you're there. So, okay, so if you're there for, say, 10 minutes to do it, like you're either going to have people who are going to reply in real time right then or you're going to people who don't. And people that don't, when they reply, the next time you get back to it and see it, you'll send your reply. Instead of overthinking the timing, like when what I was saying is I actually sometimes don't text message people certain information because I feel like they also don't see it and take it into the same account as scheduling. Um, And then I think I also get some resentment that people can just have text conversations and do things and. And I can't, <laughs> you Maybe know, people are just, are you saying that you can because it's like, as far as a mode of communication, it's just, it's a more of a, it's a more challenging mode of communication for you. Yeah. So would you feel bad if you were in a wheelchair and you needed a ramp? No. No. Would you feel bad if you were in a wheelchair and you were going through a restaurant and you get to ask someone who was too close uh, together. So you need someone to move their chair so you can get through. No. So why are you feeling bad that you would prefer a different form of communication, like maybe a phone call uh, over a text? I don't know, because I don't have like a shirt or a banner that says I have ADHD and you need to. Well, I think that we know what kind of shirt you need to get then. (laughs) (laughs) Just my house is lit up ADHD. (laughs) Um, And and on top of that, like I. I am more than willing to explain my ADHD, but I also like start to feel like I don't want to be the one on my soapbox all the time. That's exhausting. And that's also why social interaction is kind of, you know, um, it used to be one of those restorative things. And a lot of times it still is, but now I've just realized that sometimes it's really draining and and not all of it not all the connection is as restorative as i once thought maybe you've changed other people have changed um not all you know interaction and connection feels the same you know and i think that people who are yeah. energy sucks you gotta you know minimize the contact uh with those people um which i know i i know is can feel hard but trying to masquerade as normal is even harder. Yeah. Roxy, looked like you were contemplating something there. Yeah, I was. First of all, I wanted to go back to what you said um, about the texting being casual. And I think we all kind of need to agree that texting isn't casual. I think we still want to think it is, but it really, truly, I don't, it isn't. It's how we're doing business. It's how we're dealing with its clients. It's how we're doing all the things. So I think that's one shift that might be helpful to make is to just see it as a bigger deal than we do. And the other thing I was thinking was with the communication, what would it look like to do something that makes it impossible for you to fail um, and I mean, that probably just takes some time to figure out. We talked about one of the options for scheduling a way that makes it impossible for you to fail might be for a while, just instead of planning in advance for when you're going to have a talk, giving someone a call and saying, are you free right now? You know, something like that, where you're not always trying to yeah. make it work by scheduling six days in advance and then realizing when you get to the sixth day, you can't, um, can I just add something real quick to that, Roxy? Because yeah. I like yeah. that idea. Because uh, when earlier, when Tina asked do you, do, like, do you do better if someone calls you for, uh, you know, right now, can you call, go grab coffee? If you were to text someone and say, hey, do you have time for a call right now? 
So that might be a, a, yeah. a better way to do it. Cause I also think there are certain things that should not happen over a text message. Like text message communication should be about facts. It should be about when, where, who, yeah, not, not, like, not what do you think? Like, don't ask me a what do you think question on a text message. Cause I will yeah. just come up with some clever like bitmoji that and that's going to be my response. <laughs> and I'll spend like 10 minutes trying to find the perfect bitmoji. Oh yeah, that's one too. I'm like, they don't have the right bitmoji for what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what was the other thing that you had? The simple, I think is, is definitely our friend. The other thing that I wanted to address was you having mentioned worrying about how people are going to feel if you don't respond. So I guess the over-identifying piece. And I was wondering if a pause alone is enough for you to break from the instinct to over-identify or if more things need to be in place for you to talk yourself down and out of the over-identifying so that that isn't playing into your decision-making around your text message replies. Totally. I watched um, the How to ADHD, the Santa Jessica McCabe, and um, Santa was talking about how you should put, you know, like the priority matrix, but in the three categories of like, what will happen if you don't respond to this? Like, is anyone going to die? And so I kind of was trying, as we were talking, thinking that that if I had a pause long enough to think about that, that would be able to maybe filter my messages into this is the one that I'm going to respond to like at this other time, you know, and these are the ones that need to happen right now. Um, I just, how pause with the wallpaper of my phone. Are there other ways that I can encourage my pause? I just had a thought. What was, can you hold up your phone for a sec? Oh gosh. Okay, so it has a case. How 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 easy is it to, to take that case off? And like, then what? So I was thinking if you put some questions that, that help your mind sort of think through how, like the, the sort of the, the matrix of responses and you literally printed it out and like taped it to the back, like the inside of your phone, right? So it like it can help you kind of think through and not have to open like an app. checklist there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And start with that. Maybe with like not words, like visuals, colors, pictures. <laughs> Can you find like That's- stickers that represent the question? Roxy? I'm sorry I interrupted. I-, I was just thinking about something I did for a while and I've gotten away from it, but I used to put um, a sticky note that covered the face of my phone and it had those prompts and then I could just lift it. So I would see the prompts to my how to handle them, the messages before I even could see that I had, I had a message. That's good. That's a great idea. I've seen phone cases that actually have a little sticky note, like dispenser, like as in the case, like built in. What? Of all of your faces were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We knew there were sticky notes, but not in our phone. (laughs) So one thing that's been helping me recently too is um, my, the Apple watch, because I can see my text messages on there and I can make a really simple like reply. Like I can do, okay. I can do more complex ones if I want to spend the time and be annoyed at myself, but it's mostly like pre-record response, like, okay, or it's like an emoji or something. And if I can see it, I'm like, I saw the text message. Unless I get my phone out, I'm not going to write a longer response. Um, yeah, like those auto responses we were talking about, just ready. Can you just there. voice text it. Oh yeah, I can do voice text on here, but it also it it is a step. It gives me a step removed from actually opening my phone and responding because I can see something and be like, well, I don't need that. Doesn't need a response right now. Um, whereas if I have my phone o- open and see the text, I click it. And I'm like. Well, now I'm in my phone. I might as well respond. Okay, do you have predictive text turned on? Um, when, like, I um, 
red button a phone call, it gives me options of not right now. Da, da, da. No, so predictive test is <laughs> when you're typing, it will, it will give you three like words that it thinks you're going to say next. Oh, I don't know if I do. So that would be something else to uh, uh, search what? in the settings about predictive text. Do you I have it. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> so, Will, we, uh, I think we might know of a, um, a tutorial video that we uh, might want to create. Um, how often do you get um, what I refer to as novels from people over text? Like the, the like wall of just like really, really long text? I'm usually the sender of those. <laughs> I've, I've received some of those. <laughs> I'm usually on the sender end of that part. Okay. Um, and I also, well, Will brought up the Apple watch and that's another one where my EF is like, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Does that mean all my interruptions are on my hand or does that mean I can filter it like will like that? W- that's been kind of a, a thing is uh, okay. Full transparency. It's been a w- year for my rewired birthday and I am currently not wearing a watch. <sighs> I know, I know. <laughs> so you had one last week. What happened? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, couple thoughts. Um, when you are replying in a text message, especially if you are sending a uh, a novel, long hold <laughs> your body of text and have it and select speak, so you can hear back what Ooh. you wrote. I didn't eat. Okay. You might have to turn that option on in accessibility. I think it's near um, Will um, gave us this great tool that reads back like documents on your phone. And I think it's in those settings as well. So um, it says like speak to text. So I think, what did you say? Edit. How does it play back to you? Like, so, okay. So let's see. Uh, Let me, let me, um, is it the same way, Will, where you pull down the two? That'd right. be too easy if it all was right, the so, same. Um, <laughs> so if I, if I want to listen to a text, I just long hold on the text um, and then hit the speak button. So see if that option uh, shows up for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then let's see if we're typing something in. Um, Have I seen speak on that menu every time and just it never really like maybe now type (laughs) type something in a text field and see if speak uh yeah it does it does show up on mine does it show up on yours um like even before you send it right so you can highlight you gotta highlight it oh yeah it's a speak sentence no i never saw that i never knew what that one was i'd like share spell speak (laughs) remember speak and spell remember that that game from like when you were a kid i don't (laughs) tina does tina's like yeah we sell those on ebay (laughs) <laughs> Antiques. <laughs> so is that helpful yes very helpful are there All any other ideas anyone else has they want to share roxy this one and that was um could you reply from a landing pad in your house and only that place you were talking about ways to create more plate more options for pausing so I was wondering if you had like a cute little space where you could be like, this is the only spot that I can do texting. I like that. Um, I have potential many spots. So I guess identifying one or trying them out and seeing which ones I like, because I do like the environmental, like I do my planning in one location so that every time I go to my desk, I'm cued into planning, not like my list of shit. Already. Yeah. And you could change it up too. If you had a big, this is just one idea, but if you had like a big rock that you painted bright yellow and you put the rock somewhere and that was your texting spot for the day. Like or green, green, because whatever text color, yeah. was green. <laughs> but that would be like, that's, I got to find my rock. I can't even look at this until. So I don't know. I can send you on a hunt for a rock and then you text message done or anything else. So. Roxy, when you were saying that, I would, I would just realize it for myself that I think I respond to more text messages when I'm home and able to, to like pace and like walk around because I, I voice text everything. So like I can like 
I guess I like while walking, my thinking works better. Um, you know, so having like maybe you need like a pacing lane. <laughs> Does everyone pace like I? I pace around too. Okay. Do I can't do? even do my makeup without pacing. I can't just stand in front of a mirror. I walk around with that. I come back. I do that's, my makeup. I that's walk a, that's back how out. I brush my teeth. Me <laughs> too. So weird. Everyone here does too. That's awesome. Oh man. I mean, you can't like. I mean, the amount of things that that I will walk around for, what work doesn't require, and is probably not advised to even be walking while doing it. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like plan your morning, like do all the stuff in that part of the house. That first, I'm like, I'm pacing everywhere. That's not <laughs> happening. And you, one, one other thought that I had. Um, so when someone's trying to, to you know, schedule something with me, I actually don't like scheduling things on my phone because I can only really clearly see one day at a time. Like, so when I look my phone on my calendar is really just for like, all right, what's happening today? Not like I don't use it to actually schedule stuff um so i always want to be in front of my computer um so i can see my calendar real big uh so maybe that's also a, a, a helpful sort of framework for you because you're like i don't know what i'm doing i can i can't even see the full day on my phone so it's yeah actually the pause and the response of i don't know i'm gonna have to check my calendar and get back to you is new but it's happening so this is like adding on to that routine a little bit I think. Thanks, guys. Well, this is great. You know, it's also great is that uh, for ARC-19, since uh, you're going to be back as, a, as an admin, if you do another hot seat, we can see how you did. A follow-up one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should, you should put right. that on the yeah, calendar so you uh, remember that. That's Hold it. me to it. Hold on. This is too casual. <laughs> Send me an invite. <laughs> so we will not send you a text reminder about it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, are there any other commitments that you want to um, share or that you want to make right now? Um, nope. I think the follow-up mastermind will hold, help hold me accountable for all the things we talked about and we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Uh, Roxy, Will, Tina. Thank you. And I uh, hope this was uh, helpful for, for you and uh, for, all, for everyone listening. So uh, we'll catch you next time. This is Eric Tivers. Thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode. You can apply to our free and secret Facebook community. You can learn more about ADHD Rewired's intensive online video-based coaching and accountability groups and sign up for my email newsletter to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. While you're there, click the Patreon button. If you're a regular listener and you're still listening to my voice, consider making a monthly contribution by becoming a patron through our Patreon page. If you are able to financially support my work, it would mean a lot. This show is free to listeners, but it is not free to produce. And patrons get really cool perks. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Tibbers. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ADHD Rewired. If you're a coach, therapist, or related professional, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Eric Tibbers. You can also subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube. And you can subscribe to ADHD Rewired on YouTube and see select interviews and some other videos I've posted. Podcasts change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Mention it in your online communities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or wherever you hang out online. And be sure to share it with your friends and your family and your clients, as well as your coaches, therapists, and doctors. And if you're a coach, therapist, doctor, or ADHD support group leader, and you would like a pack of podcast postcards to hand out, you can request those at my website, ADHDrewired.com. And if you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, please be sure to tell them about this podcast. You can even show them how to download it on their phone. 
You know, you might be the person that turns somebody on to a podcast for the very first time. And if you really love this episode, please consider hitting share on your podcast player. I'm only one person and I count on you to help me spread the message. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast and to help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, or any other podcast app that accepts ratings and reviews. And don't forget to hit subscribe on this podcast on your podcast app so new episodes are automatically pushed to your favorite podcast app. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? In no particular order. Check out Atomic Habits by James Clear, The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk, 10% Happier, and Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. These are both by Dan Harris. Change Your Questions and Change Your Life by Marilee G. Adams. The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Procrastinate on Purpose by Rory Vaden. The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Do you have trouble asking for help? Listen to The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. It's one of the best produced audiobooks I've ever heard. If you're looking for something a little bit more, say, magical, I unexpectedly fell in love with the Harry Potter series. And I don't usually listen to those kinds of books. And I loved it. And of course, if you haven't yet boarded the Brene Brown bus yet, check out Brene Brown's books, starting with The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, The Power of Vulnerability, and if you're an entrepreneur or a leader in any capacity, check out her 2018 book, Dare to Lead. And Brene still is my most wanted guest. So if you know Brene, you would be so kind to make that connection for me. I would be really, really grateful. You know who else I would like to have on the show? You. Click the podcast tab at ADHDrewired.com and then click the Be a Guest button at the top of that page and schedule a 15-minute pre-interview. This is Eric Tibbers reminding you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep connecting. Self-care is not selfish, and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done, at the end of the day, you are still enough. And no matter how hard it feels, we can do hard things. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.